0: Thank you, Mike. You probably remember what I told you when I was here first time, that whenever I'm here, I feel like a kid in a candy store. There is no greater joy for servant of the Lord than to have an opportunity to share the word of God. And I really, really appreciate the leadership here to have this, give me opportunities here. Um, We have, Violet and I, have really appreciated the warm welcome that we have received from you all and the opportunities that I have had here and the word of encouragement that many of you have given me. Um, You... Remember now that story about the Brahmin priest walking with a goat on his shoulder and the three cheaters come and one by one they say, aren't you ashamed carrying this goat? One fellow comes and this Brahmin priest says, are you blind? Don't you see? This is not a dog. This is a goat. And the thief comes and tells him the same thing. Now he's a little bit confused, not sure about what he's carrying. Third one comes, aren't you ashamed carrying this dog? And he throws away the do- no goat and runs away. Remember the moral of the story? A lie, when repeated several times, does not turn into a truth, but it does become convincing. And so what we have been doing this t- throughout this uh, series of four so far, and this is the last one, messages, is that trying to protect ourselves from the lies that we hear around us so that we can stand on the faith very strong, not being moved by the lies but dispel be able to dispel the darkness that surrounds us and so we started out for the first time Jesus the only way that all the relig- religions are same is a lie from the depth of the hell We. Share. I shared that not all religions are the same. There are drastic differences. They, are all, they don't all worship the same God. They don't all have the same concept of humanity. They don't have the same concept of the eternity. They don't have the same concept of how to be saved. Then we saw three other messages one by one to kind of bring out the differences between other religions and Christianity. In Christianity, the concept of God is so exalted so that no human being can have an access to him except God himself came down. The topic was mountain too high to climb for anyone. And all the religions are trying to do that. Only Christianity gives you the way to reach God. Then we saw the valley too deep to cross. There is a vast difference between the holiness of God and we saw that the holiness of God is what makes God, God. If there was no holiness, then Jesus would be only ordinary person, human being. And there is a vast difference between holiness of God and the sinfulness, sin nature of human being. And so that valley is so deep to cross, except the way provided by God through the cross. We can walk across. The valley too deep to cross is now crossable. Then the last one we saw, the previous one, the last message, fourth one, the place no one needs to go. Now, this is the good news. There is a place that no one needs to go. And that place is no one needs to go. Because there is another place where everyone is welcome. A place where everyone is welcome. This is the good news that Christianity can offer. This is the good news that we have. This is the good news that we are burdened to share with people who are lost, who have lost their way. There is a place where everyone is welcome. And we'll read that in Revelation 21. By the way, we are one Sunday behind. I have a worship guide from last Sunday. And remember the songs that we sang last Sunday? He says, sweet by and by, <laughs> and uh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And, uh, and the reading was last Sunday. remember? You, if you remember that, it was exactly the same reading that we have today. That was read by, by the choir, Revelation 21, 1 to 5. We are reading today, 1 to 7. Please, as we usually do, stand up as we read the word of God. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall no longer be any death, there shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes shall inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Father, thank you that your word the good news does not end with the bad news of the place that no one needs to go, but ends with the good news of the place where you have prepared for those who come to trust your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. And as we think about that place, our eternal home, we pray, Father, that you would excite our hearts. So that our lives we don't only live in anticipation of that place, but enjoy the blessing of that place even now in our daily life. To that end, use these words for the glory of your son and for our blessing. And in his name we pray. Amen. Please have a seat. You all have the outline. There are usually four points, uh, two points. One is the message, and the second is the response. And both are, have four points, so we have eight points. And we will go through quickly, and hopefully we will have time left for singing our hymn that is given to you. Heaven, our final destination. There is a story told about Thomas Huxley He died in 1895. He was a disciple of uh, uh, Darwin and made Darwin more popular and used Darwin's evolution to attack Christianity. Once he was in Dublin and uh, he wanted to catch up a train and he was very late. So he held a horse driven coach and uh, told the coachman, drive fast, I'm late. And he got in, relaxed, closed his eyes, and sat there. After a couple of minutes, he opened his eyes and looked out of the window. And he realized that the coach was going in the wrong direction. (laughs) So he shouted to the coachman, do you know where you are going? The coachman replied, no, your honor, but I'm driving very fast as you told me to And that is the picture of a vast percent of humanity. It is strange habit of human being that we drive faster when we are lost. We drive faster when we are lost. And they end up to a place where no one needs to go. But thank God that God has prepared a place where everyone is welcome. And I trust that everyone here has that assurance of that place, that that is my destination. I am driving faster and I know where I'm going. That is my eternal destination. And that we want to enter. The theme throughout the series has been being assured of our salvation so that we stand strong in our faith and we can share our faith to those who are driving faster to the destination they don't know to go, they don't need to go. To go to this destination that nobody needs to go, you don't need to do anything. Every human being is born to that destination that no one needs to go except when those who take Jesus Christ as their Savior. Everyone is born destined to hell unless they turn to the Lord. <laughs> A four year old, three year old girl asked her daddy, Daddy? How did you know I was a girl when I was born? (laughs) This was in Reader's Diocese. By now you know my favorite reading when I'm resting in that corner of the house every morning, what is Reader's Diocese, January 2013. Hard question to answer, to explain to a three-year-old girl. So the daddy started hesitantly, Honey, look, when you were born... You had no clothes, so before daddy finishes the sentence, the uh, girl said, Oh yeah, I know. So so the boys are born with clothes. (laughs) 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 The little girl did not realize at that age that not only girls, but boys too, are born without clothes, not only physically, but also spiritually. Every human being is born naked spiritually. And every religion provides a way trying to find to cover that nakedness. But it doesn't work. It's only fig leaves. Only fig leaves. Only Christianity has the robe of righteousness provided to everyone who wants Everyone who turns to Jesus Christ We are clothed With robe of righteousness If you read Isaiah 59 Beautifully describes the Desperate place of Every sinner Every human being And God saw that there was no one There was no way And so he took up the Robe of righteousness And gave it to us Remember the place where we talked about The holiness and Sinfulness of man, and God provided. So now, those who have accepted that robe of righteousness, our destination is heaven. So that's our first point. Now, heaven, have you ever thought of how much similarity there is between fairy tales and Bible? If I tell you Bible is a fairy tale you probably would throw me away and never invite me again here right Bible a fairy tale You know why do we like fairy tales Why do we like to read fairy tales to our children and grandchildren Why fairy tales are actually out product or influenced by the word of God Uh, All all cultures have myths, folktales, legends, but fairy tales, you probably didn't know, but the production of Western culture. Because the Western culture is so much influenced by the Bible. For example, we use so many idioms like washing your hands off. You know where it came from. Or handwriting on the wall. You know where it came from. Or or, or morning, uh, uh, bright morning, sailor's delight. And uh, uh, what is that say, saying says? Morning, sailor's delight. Red skies in the morning, sailor's delight. Sailors take, take uh, red skies in the morning. Sailors take warning. Red sky, night. night sailors delight. Mm. Where did it come from? Remember that? Do you know? Read Matthew chapter chapter sixteen. Jesus was telling Pharisees, "You know the signs of their days. When when the red sky in the morning, then you know the storm is coming. When the red sky is at night, then you know it's going to be calm. You know the signs of the day." So much of the culture is influenced by the Bible or, or the little bird he told me. You know where it comes from? Ecclesiastes 10.20. Don't talk in your in your four walls because the bird will take that and tell everybody. Little bird. Fairy tales are actually influenced by the word of God. And so what, what is the... See, there is God-given desire in our hearts that there is a place where there is no mourning. Everything is good. How do the fairy tales end? Happily lived ever after. I want to a place I want to go to a place where I can live happily ever after no pain, no sorrow. Remember Bible? There were two couples. There was one couple, two people living in harmony with nature, in perfect fellowship with God, and serpent came out from from nowhere and beguiled them. Now, if you go further, at the end of the Bible, the serpent becomes red dragon. The serpent becomes red dragon, breathing Fire and a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with sun, with the moon under her feet, and crown of twelve stars of her, on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its, tall spe- its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood it stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it can devour the child the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son and her child was snatched up in God to heaven. The woman fled into wilderness. then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angel fought against the, fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back. The great dragon was hurled down into the earth and his angels with him. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to place prepared for her in the wilderness out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed out water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torment. But the earth helped the woman by opening the mouth and swallowing the river, and that great dragon has spew, spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went out to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. Finally, the sky opened with a loud thunder, and the pr- prince appeared. And grabbed the dragon and threw him in the fiery place and took his bride and they lived happily ever after. Revelation 12. All have the desire of a place where we want to go, where there is no mourning, no crying. And he sits on the throne, said, behold, I'm making all things new. And he said to me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega. This is done. And he is the one who is testifying that these things are true. We have a destination. It's like fairy tale come true. But thank God that this is not a fairy tale. This is the only way that the fairy tale can come true. And God has made it possible to make that for us. Heaven is our eternal home. Remember Psalm 23? What's the last verse of Psalm 23? Anybody remember? I will... mercy and loving kindness with me for all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What he is talking about is that God's mercy and loving kindness is with me throughout my life on earth and my final destination is heaven. God God's house where I will go. Again, if you see the last, remember, last week's thing, it says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Praising God forever and ever. Have you ever thought of what we would be doing in heaven? Would it be boring all the time, eternity? There will be so much thing to do when we go to the Lord. First time we would see him face to face. Remember Stephen, when he was being stoned? What happened? He looked up into the heaven and he sees Jesus. Sitting at the right hand of God. Sitting? Standing at the right hand of God. That's the only place in the whole Bible, in the New Testament, where Jesus is standing to receive his servant. Can you imagine the welcome that you will feel, the joy that you will feel when we go to heaven and Jesus himself is there to receive us with open arms that is our eternal home praising you one of the reasons we love this church is the music right just this morning and every morning it's you can say it's a heavenly heavenly music but you Ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Heavenly music in heaven would be out of this place. We would enjoy praising God all the time and there would be no end of time. David says, In your presence there is fullness of joy, eternal pleasures. At your right, we have no idea, we have no idea what heaven would be like. And much of the time, we don't even think about heaven. Much of the time, we don't talk about heaven. Much of the time, we don't hear about heaven. There are not, no messages on heaven or hell either. But that is our eternal home. And that's where we will enjoy as C.S. Lewis says that there is a flower, a scent of a flower that we have not seen. A country that we have never been visited. That's, and, and Paul says that our minds have not, has not conceived, uh, we have never seen or think about those things God has revealed to us in his word. That is our eternal home. Fourth, finally, heaven is our present reality. Heaven is our present reality. What do I mean by that? When somebody dies, some a believer dies, what do we use the words? He went to be with the Lord, right? What do you mean by that? He went to be with the Lord those words have come synonym of a death. He went to be with the Lord means he died. To to go to be with the Lord does not mean death. To go to be with the Lord means life. Think about a scenario. We one Sunday, uh, one morning after breakfast, I tell Violet that okay, I want to spend time with the Lord, and I go to my office, and then I'm sitting there in my quiet time, and Franklin and Ella come up and knock at the door. Violet opens the door as we usually visit each other's so home very often, and welcomes them with a big smile. And Franklin asks, "Where is the manual?" And while it says, he just went to be with the Lord. (laughs) What do you think they would think? You know, more than the news, they would be shocked by the way with a big smile that she conveys the news. (laughs) By the way, you want to live in a way so that when your wife or your husband dies... At least you want them to be a little bit sad, not, if not too sad. <laughs> not rejoicing of your, on, your, on your death. As somebody has said that when you were born, you were crying and everybody was laughing and rejoicing. Live in a way that when you die, you have a smile on your face and no regrets. And everybody else is mourning for your loss. And, and this really happened. When uh, Christmas Eve, we went to our church, and it was well, fully packed. And uh, and I, I don't know how it happened. We got separated. Probably, I went to restroom, and Violet went in to find a spot. And uh, when I came back, I couldn't find her, and uh, and she wasn't in the our assigned seat place. <laughs> service started so i just found a spot and i sat down and violet was sitting there by herself uh, well with a crowd uh, and so uneasy so that lady next door must have noticed that next next to her must have noticed her she said uh, she asked uh, violet are you okay and violet with a big smile said yeah yeah i'm fine i just lost my husband <laughs> 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 and, and And the lady being a polite, as you have to be in a church, right, uh, started uh, expressing sympathy and Violet told her what really had happened. But this terminology, to go to be with the Lord, means death. You don't have to die to go to be with the Lord. We are with the Lord right now. We are with the Lord right now. And we can enjoy that experience right now. One Sunday after the service, uh, worship service, uh, parents picked up their four-year-old girl from Sunday school, and the, the girl was so happy and beaming and so excited, and as soon as, as, soon as she got in the car, she said, Mommy, Mommy, my, uh, my teacher is... Jesus is grandma and the parent says how do you know that and she says he talks about she all the time talks about Jesus and shows his pictures grandmas do that right (laughs) grandmas check all the purses here and you will find grandchildren's pictures When you are excited about heaven, you will talk about it. Or another time, another girl, uh, another Sunday school teacher was teaching to the class about how to be saved. And uh, after finishing the lesson, just to make sure the kids have got the point, she said, Okay, boys and girls, now tell me, how do you go to heaven? And one... And she expected of course That you have to believe Or receive Jesus in your heart And one girl raised up her hand And said you have to die <laughs> Of course it was true That you have to die To go to be heaven To be with the Lord But you don't have to die You don't have to wait Our lives should be filled with the joy and excitement so much so that we are thrilled about heaven, but we are enjoying about heaven right now. I think it was Spurgeon who said that when we receive Jesus Christ, we are assured of heaven, but as we grow into the Lord, the heaven comes down. Heaven came down and filled my heart when not when I died when at the cross I received Jesus Christ right? at the moment we received Jesus Christ Paul says in Ephesians 2 that we were dead in trespasses but God rich in mercy prompted us and through his son We are seated in heavenly places now. It's not future. It's current. It's now, right now. We are enjoying. We should be enjoying heaven. Uh, Just uh, uh, begin to uh, write the commentary on book of John. And if you read book of John, it talks about Present reality of eternal life. Have you ever noticed there are, are, there are, there are asterisks in front of all the past verb, verbs in book of John? If you are using NASB, all the past verbs are marked with asterisks. Have you ever tried to figure out what those asterisks mean? Every time in Book of John where you see an asterisk in the front of past verb, it means that in the original Greek that verb is not past but present. He said is the translation, but in the original it says he says. You he he says he went. But in the original it says he goes. The whole book of John is presented in the original in present tense. It's present reality. Right now we enjoy heaven. The moment we accepted Jesus Christ, heaven becomes reality. Our lives should be filled with joy. Our lives should be filled with excitement. Our lives should be filled with the exuberance of the reality of heaven, not waiting for heaven, but enjoying heaven right now. How do you do that? That will be topic of our next time whenever we get together again. How do you enjoy heaven right now? We, we will see that. As the deer pants for the water broke, so my soul pants for you O God my soul thirsts for you for the living God when shall I come and appear before God again that phrase that was last Sunday is present tense one thing I ask from the Lord this do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple right now now what are the our response heaven there are four points again heaven our blessed assurance that is our destination and I know where I am going I know where I am going there is a place no one needs to go and I don't need to go But there is a place where God has prepared for me. Jesus told me that, Jesus told the disciples that you believe in God, you also believe in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. And if that were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And when it is ready, I will come back and take you there. So, You can be where I am also. That is our blessed assurance. Throughout the theme, throughout the messages, this has been the theme. How to be assured. There is no one here, myself included, that has never had any doubt about what we believe. What if? What if? But that should get lesser and lesser and lesser as we continue to be assured and grounded into the word of god that we nothing that we hear around from around us should shake us shake us from our faith we should be so much grounded into the word of god main theme of this series all along heaven secondly our readiness for East What do you mean by readiness for heaven We have been assured Of heaven But we daily are becoming More and more prepared For heaven Walking closer to the Lord Getting closer to the Lord Remember earlier we said To be with the Lord Doesn't mean to die But to enjoy Heaven right now We are not Daily going, to our, going closer to our grave We are daily going closer to the Lord One of the most favorite verses that I have is John 3, 1 John 3, 2 and 3 Remember that? Beloved, we do not know what we will be But we know this When we see him, we will be like him and those who have this blessed assurance, blessed hope Purify themselves from all unrighteousness What does it mean is that when we are with the Lord When we are in heaven we would be like Jesus But that doesn't become uh, instantaneous It becomes really daily walking Closer and closer and closer to the Lord that reminds me an illustration in the Old Testament. If you read Genesis uh, six, it's an ob- obituary. So and so lived this many years and he died. So and so lived this many years and he died. So and so this many lived this many years and he died. There is one exception. Anybody knows that? Three hundred. He lived. 365 years and daily he walked with the Lord and he was no more because Lord took him away. Think about daily walking, a picture. When you read the Bible, read it imaginatively. Okay, sanctified imagination. Imagine and put yourself into the shoe of Enoch. Daily walking. Just like Adam and Eve before the fall, God would have come in the evening and they would go and go for a walk. Enoch and God every day walking with the Lord, Enoch. One evening, late afternoon, God comes and Enoch is standing at the door waiting for the Lord and Lord says, let's go for a walk. And Enoch goes for a walk with the Lord. And they walks and walks 365 days, years, every day of the year. And walking along, Enoch realizes, Lord, it's getting late. I need to go back to my house. And Lord said, son, now you are closer to my house. Let's just go to my house. And he walked away. Walking, 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 he walked away into the house of the Lord. That's the picture of every believer. Walking, no, we don't know what will be, what we will be, what we know. We will be like Christ when we see him. And daily readiness, walking closer, walking closer and closer and closer to the Lord heard heaven our excitement when you are excited about something what do you do what do you do when you are excited about something hmm you tell others right you can't keep quiet about that you want to shout from the rooftop when you are excited about something our son is a pilot a captain with southwest now and when he was learning, uh, when he was uh, learning the planes, he was he would just rent a single-engine plane and fly. And I remember he told me that we are. I'm flying over the uh, over our area. So one uh, one day, I climbed on the roof with an umbrella, colorful umbrella, so that he can see me from there. We, Violet and I, we were excited that our son was flying up in the air. And everybody, all our relatives and all our friends know our son is a captain with Southwest. When you are excited about something, you are, when you are excited about someone, you want to tell about that person or that thing to everyone. And I told you the other, already told about that Jesus is grandma. Story That this girl is so excited to know that her teacher is Jesus' grandma Because the teacher is always talking about Jesus Always talking about uh, his pictures, showing his pictures When you're excited, the world needs good news Like uh, Thomas Huxley, they are hurling down Driving fast to the place they don't need to go only we have the good news. And, and like those, those, those lepers that went out to the Aramean camps, they were enjoying the goodies. But they thought they had a good sense. Let's go back and tell everybody else. Let them enjoy the goodies. Somebody has said that evangelism is one beggar telling the others where the food is. And we have found the food. Isaiah 55 says that don't waste your money for the things that don't satisfy. Come, come and, and eat and, and drink and fully satisfied. Buy without cost. God has provided the way. We have the good news. And the world needs the good news. And we can't keep quiet about that. Finally, heaven our foremost priority we are preparing for for heaven ourselves we are walking closer to heaven not to grave but to heaven but we are living out in our daily living heaven our priority have you heard the phrase that says that he is so heavenly minded so no earthly good that's a lie It's the other way around, actually. If you are not heavenly minded, you are no earthly good. If you are not heavenly minded, you are not earthly good. C.S. Lewis said that those who made the most contribution to the advancement of culture or betterment of humanity were those who were living out with eternity in mind. Because if you don't have that, you'll be most selfish, self-centered, and a parasite. Not being blessing to others. You know, the greatest blessing of Christian life or any human life is not being blessed, but being a blessing. The greatest blessing is not being blessed, but being a blessing. As Paul quoted Jesus saying that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Heaven is our priority. And Paul says that no matter what you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Everything we do on earth is geared for that one purpose, getting ready for myself, myself, for heaven. So when I see Jesus, there are not many changes need to be made. And everything we do in our relationships, in our work, in our jobs, in raising children or grandchildren, everything, anything that we do has to be done with that that priority. There is a story about an old man living out in a secluded place And he he was known as a wise man. And people from all around came to learn wisdom from him. And one time an American tourist visited, paid him a visit, and this tourist was taken aback by the simplicity of this man. So he asked, teacher, how can you live like this? You don't have a bed you don't have any piece of furniture, you don't have any utensils, how do you live like this? The teacher asked in response to the tourist, she said, well, you're asking me where is my bed, my utensils, where is your bed, where is your furniture? (laughs) The, The tourist said, well, I'm just a tourist here. I'm here just for a short time. I'm just passing through. So am I, my friend. So am I, responded the wise man. This is not our home. We have eternal home. And the only purpose, I would say two purposes for us on this earth It would be best for a person when he comes to know the Lord that he is zapped and goes to heaven and enjoy it, right? But God doesn't allow that or do that usually for two purposes. One, so that I'm prepared to meet the Lord and not the drastic changes to be made and I'm blessing to people all around me and that is all Christian life involves. Let us pray. Father, thank you that you have prepared a place for us. And your word does not end with a curse like in the Old Testament. It says, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. But it ends with a blessing Behold, I come quickly. And the prayer of all saints is Amen, Lord, come. And the blessing for all of us is the grace of God be with all his people. Thank you for Jesus who made it all possible. And Father, our prayer is that you would help us to continue to live that way with that excitement with that joy that exuberance so that our joy is overspilled to people around us who are still living in darkness so that you can use us even us to spread the good news that no one needs to go to that place but there is a place of joy of eternal pleasures in your presence that every can everyone is welcome. Use us, even us, for that, spreading that good news. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.